0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram and I hope you enjoy this episode. Parsha. This week, I want to speak about an episode in the Parsha that I write about that reminds me of what we in our home call a Lucy football. You may not have any idea what I'm talking about, though some of you, I have a feeling, are old enough to remember the cartoon Peanuts and the famous uh, character, Charlie Brown. Well, Charlie Brown had a friend named Lucy, um, but she was a tough character. And one of the things that she would love to do is to hold a football for Charlie Brown to kick, and he would run as fast as he could to kick that football far away and impress her. And of course, the very last minute she would pull it pull it away and he would fall flat on his back to her great amusement and to his, uh, I don't know if you want to call it depression or sadness or frustration or whatever all these feelings they might have had. Now, what was cute or perhaps actually not so cute uh, about this gag was that it was a, a gag that kept on repeating itself. In other words... Um, Lucy would do this and she would promise this time she's not going to pull out the football, but inevitably she did. So it became more of like a modern version of the Sisyphus myth, if you want. Um, Sisyphus who in, in Greek mythology had to roll the hill, uh, to the top of the mountain and, and, you know, he would huff and puff and get almost all the way there. And the gods divide, de, de, um, devised it that he would, uh fail at the very last minute it would roll all the way down, and he would have to start all over again. In any case, what does that have to do th- with this week's Parsha? Well, uh, there's no episode that is one of repeating frustration, but there is an episode wherein it seems that our or the the hero of the Parsha, the central hero bearing Avraham, is given a task in which it appears that he is uh, doomed to failure, if you will, or um, there really is no chance for him to succeed. What I'm referring to is the situation in Sodom. God tells Abraham that there's evil in Sodom and that he's getting ready to destroy this town because of, of this situation. And the premise, or, or the way it's presented, given other similar discussions in the Bible and the Tanakh, especially around Moshe, around Mo, Moses, um, is that God is baiting the character, the hero, to pray and to save the day. Uh, again, with Moses, this happens several times. With Moshe, Rabenu, it happens several times that Moshe is induced to pray. And as a result of Moses' prayer, the Jewish people is, in fact, saved. The question is, what happens with the case of Sodom? Uh, we end up understanding after the discussion between God and Abraham is done with, that there was really no chance to save the city of Sodom. And so the question becomes, and this is what I discuss in this week's Parsha article, which again you can access on at the Jewish Press, either online and print. You can access from my website, and you can access by subscribing uh, to get them into your email uh, inbox on a regular basis. You will be getting that this Wednesday. Uh, in any case, over there I discussed this issue at length. And one of the things that I speak about over there is that prayer is not necessarily, and perhaps not even primarily, in order to get a result, to get something from God. Uh, On the other hand, um, there is all sorts of things that we lack that set up a situation where in which we uh, are motivated to pray, which is presumably exactly what God wants from us. Um, that's not to say that he's not interested in our taking action into our own hands by prayer. Um, it's interesting that the nizif, uh Rabbi Naftal, Naftal Tzvi Yehuda Berlino, have mentioned on several occasions in the beta series, uh, discusses how prayer is actually a natural way of the world running and that 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 the prayer is similar to many other natural natural phenomena that work uh, by cause and effect and if we pray properly then oftentimes we will get the results that we seek. This, he says, is not something that's miraculous or supernatural, but is built into the natural system. Be that as it may, uh, the main idea, the main purpose of prayer does not seem to be fulfilling our needs. And there's another strong indication of that, and it's also in, uh, not so much this week's parsha, but last week's parsha and next week's parsha. Um, and it's a theme that we see actually frequently in the Bible and Tanakh. And that is the, uh, theme of the barren woman. Um, the, the rabbis Chazal discuss and suggest that in fact, all seven of our foremothers and forefathers were all barren. Um, clearly not a coincidence, and the rabbis ask why is that the case, that they were all barren. Oh, the, one of the answers that's given is that Hashem, that God, desires the prayers of tzaddikim, which is interesting and fascinating on all sorts of fronts. Number one, that um, that is, it's as if as there's some benefit to God from hearing these prayers, Um, that being rather strange, obviously we know that God requires nothing, but beyond that, um, that the Sadiqim themselves are somehow more motivated to pray when there is a dire need in their lives and not having children is a dire need for anyone, this For anyone, for, for many people who do not have children, this is uh, seen by them as something of utmost importance. And certainly if you're the founder of a nation, uh, founder of a dynasty, this is critical to have uh, offspring that will follow in your footsteps. So that is quite interesting, but there's something else I want to focus on. And that is what a person prays for. In other words, God wants to create the connection. Ultimately, that's what prayer is about, is the connection between man and God. Um, The major way we tend to build that relationship, at least in in Judaism of the last couple of millennia, is through prayer. and the you know that, that being so central in our religious lives and what God wants from human beings and Jews in particular, it's um, it's something that He needs to create a mechanism through which to uh, stimulate. Now, not everybody is going to respond to the same stimula. Uh, that is to say, we mentioned just uh, a minute ago that not everybody feels a need for children, for example, for all sorts of reasons. Um, but this is not something that's universal. Granted, many, most, you know, the vast majority of people do want to have children of their own. Um, and certainly, as we said before, if you're the, uh, at the, at the one end of a dynasty, you want that dynasty to flourish and even if you're in the middle you want it to continue uh what have you but what's in the what's what's uh, interesting in this regard is what hashem what god needs to do in order to get us to pray with intensity again going back to what we said before we should have asked the question well god may indeed desire the t- prayers of the tzaddikim, but don't the tzaddikim also equally desire to pray to God? Why is it necessary for them to have a reason? Yitzchak, uh, Isaac, was known as someone very closely connected to God. So isn't it the case that he prayed all the time regardless? And probably is. But the answer is that there's a different level of intensity when you feel a tremendous need, be it a personal need or a communal need. And this is what I want to focus on, connecting back to this week's Parsha. You can tell a person by what their dire needs are. Right. In other words, we see all sorts of things during our day, Certainly, during a longer period of time, uh, throughout our lifetimes, we see all sort of all sorts of things that aren't quite right, or let's even say they could be better. Whether it's a relationship uh, ours or other people's, whether it's a political situation, an economic situation, uh, again, be it limited to our own household, be it something communal. Be it something national, be it even global, right? So there's all sorts of things that we can pray for, or that we that might uh, stimulate us to pray for. Um, but it's interesting what makes sadiqim pray. So granted, having children is an obvious one, but in this week's parasha, I think we see something that is critical for understanding who Avraham was and who we should uh, ascribe to be ourselves. In fact, the rabbis say that one of the things that we should say ourselves is, when will my deeds resemble the deeds of my forefathers, Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov? We don't say that about Moshe or anyone else, but we look to these shining examples as models of proper behavior. So, getting to the punchline, what is it that uh, that drew Avram's prayer? Go back to the beginning of the podcast, and that is the destruction of people. When people are being destroyed, in this case, they deserve destruction, right? They were reprehensible, immoral people. Nonetheless, Abraham saw images of God. He saw people that had the potential that exists with every human being. And he understood that that potential could be redeemed. They weren't doomed as long as they would be given. More life doesn't mean they would redeem their potential, but the potential was there. And that, for Abraham, was a tremendous tragedy that called out for tremendous, intense prayer. As we said in the article, perhaps the prayer uh, was doomed from the beginning, but that's not the point. The point is, this is the type of thing that Abraham prayed for when he saw even evil people uh, at a in a situation of mortal danger. And we see people dying uh, from all sorts of unnecessary situations all the time, even if it's not in our own backyard, though sometimes it is. um, When we see that, we rarely give it much attention and almost never do we pray for them. Well, this, I think, is something that requires reflection. This, too, is in the world, ultimately, or I shouldn't say ultimately, but certainly part of the existence of poverty, according to the Jewish tradition, is to stimulate prayers, is to stimulate good action. So all that we see around us shouldn't be just limited to our personal needs, meaning all that we see around us uh, should be a cause for prayer just as much as those immediate needs that are often much less immediate than what other people around the world have. So it's about time that uh, Jews remember the call of Abraham Avinu of Abraham Abraham our father and to understand that he was a globalist that he was very interested in the fate of all people and all people in need and what that meant was helping them naturally it was meant taking action it also meant reaching out to God and forging that connection in such a way that perhaps God would be inclined to be more merciful and not necessarily judge the people as they might deserve, but rather to give them another chance. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.